0: You are listening to So You Want to Read Tolkien, a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works, chapter by chapter, and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner. Gentlemen,
1: today is my 100th birthday!
0: Don't follow the lights. If you want him, come and claim him.
2: we well, One does not simply walk into Mordor. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground.
1: We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast?
2: Yadonath. Till at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box?
1: Now, don't be hasty, Master Mediador.
0: To this new devil ring. So, hello and welcome to. So, you want to read Tolkien? Our
1: very first episode on the Return of the King. We made Guys, it. Guys, I have very exciting news. Oh! It took me up up until now, but I have a copy of the book where the numbers have just kept going.
2: <laughs> oh! That is so exciting. So um, you're with us you. in the
1: where on page whatever. Seven hundred something or other?
2: Seven hundred and thirty-one in my copy. Watch, my we're all are... not gonna have different copies. This is gonna be great.
1: Um, so I should note that Oh hey, seven thirty-one is chapter one for me too. Mine is nine hundred
0: and seventy-seven, because my books are tiny. All
1: right, get out. Uh, uh so I finally got Copies by coincidence, while I was at uh, Emmy's library's book sale, that matched right. the first book that I had bought, and I had ordered a second one to match, and then they sent me the wrong one. Right, uh, and it was I great thought. because I didn't give a crap about it getting like you know trashed if I when I like broke the binding to uh, hold open to write down quotes and stuff. Right, um, right, right. It was a terrible copy, uh, but now I I know that if I'd gotten the right book, I would have had. Continuously counting they numbers in the entire head. time. Hey, yeah, yes. Well,
0: anyways, I'm Caitlin and I'm Miss Frodo.
1: I'm Rachel and I'm lamenting being at the beginning of a book again. I had such a hard time keeping the pages open. <laughs> <laughs> well, while, while taking notes, I should clarify I can read fine. <laughs> I have two hands. I do, I promise.
2: I'm Emmy and my great accomplishment is that I've already read 60 books this year and granted some of those. Or graphic novels, but still, 60 books. I'm just going to ride this accomplishment for like the next month.
0: I've read one, so (laughs) you go.
1: I I don't even think I've finished one.
2: I've gone through a lot of graphic novels that have been great, and a lot of queer science fiction and fantasy, of which there is an abundance this year coming out. I'm so excited. We got a lot of diversity happening.
0: All right, so in this, the first chapter of a new book, we've got Gandalf, who, if we recall, is now white in clothing. (laughs) He didn't like shit. Anyways, he's a wizard and a herald of bad tidings. And there's Pippin, the prince of hobbits, all alone in the big city. Shadowfax, the best of horses, also stolen property. Denethor, the steward of Gondor.
2: And a dick. Uh, who is
0: Boromir and Faramir's father. Uh, and then Boromir and Faramir are talked about a lot. And then we've got a dude named Ingold, who is a guardsman of Gondor
2: Border Control Division. The Department of Homeland Security.
0: And then we've got Baragond, who is a guardsman of Minas Tirith, 3rd Division. Has all of Gandalf's badass lines from the movie.
2: Thanks, Barragond.
0: And then Burgle, Baragond's 10-year-old son. You've spelled his name differently here. Is it Baragond or Baragon? I listened to the audiobook. Oh, is oh, there no. a D or no?
1: There is a D. There is a D. Okay, D okay, silent.
0: great. Baragond. Okay.
1: Burgle, oh, God, Baragond's no. probably was son. trying to spell Bergeron, <laughs> which is gross because...
0: Okay, I'm going to try this one more time here. So, Burgle, <laughs> Baragond's 10-year-old son, a tour guide, Pippin's new BFF, now that he hasn't seen Mary in about 24 hours. <laughs>
1: Spoiler alert! It's longer than that. I,
0: I was, I was making a joke, Rachel. We're hilarious. Just-
1: I know everything about Gondor now. <laughs> everything.
0: Um, so many random people. Oh my God, we're in a city again. I guess that was just Rachel's train of thought there. That's fair. <clears throat> also. Lots of random people from around Gondor, bringing small contingents of men to fight. One of whom is important, and that is Imrahil of Dol Amroth. He is Boromir and Faramir's uncle on their mother's side.
1: It's just wild, right? We've had so many chapters where we can just like sum up the people. Like here's every single person who's named, and it's like, oh no, we like meet humans.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people. Lots in this chapter. of humans. In fact, our last, like, 10,000 chapters were just, it's Frodo, Sam, and Gollum. Yep. Again.
1: (laughs) Occasionally Faramir.
0: Yeah. And this one's like, we're going to meet this person and this person and this person.
2: Most of them don't matter. 99% of them. Okay. The short summary for this chapter is pretty great. Gandalf and Pippin arrive at Minas Tirith. What a surprise, which means that we get lots of geographical and architectural details about Gondor. Uh, also known as Pippin rides across an entire country, meets a steward, pledges indentured servitude, and tours an entire city. It's a very busy day. Doesn't get as much food as he would have wanted.
1: It's it's the important things for a hobbit, really. Yeah, though.
2: I, I
0: added that last line because I thought it was the most important part of the chapter.
1: It definitely the, the was it's lack, definitely lack of food fixation. Yeah. Um. But first, uh, in the long version of that, uh, the chapter begins in Tolkien's absolute favorite place. On a horse. Uh, Pippin has been snoozing inside Gandalf's cloak on Shadowfax's back, which sounds both very cozy and very creepy. Uh, Tolkien gives us an account of the time while very slightly reminding us what the hell happened to Pippin last. It's three days since he looked into the Palantir and had to leave Merry behind. They're in Gondor now. It's very sad. Yeah, they're in Gondor now, and as they ride, they see uh, fire on the mountaintops. It's the beacons. The beacons are lit. It's a little bit less dramatic. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Uh,
0: I thought that the beacons were 100% a movie thing. I'd completely forgotten they were even in the book. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I was happy to see them.
1: There you go. Uh, So yeah, there's a little moment where Pippin looks at the moon and the mountains reflecting the moonlight, and he wonders where Frodo is. And Tolkien helpfully tells us that Frodo looked at the same moon that night. So there you go. (laughs) Pulling it together. (laughs) Uh, telling us where we're at in the what a world time stream. Like
0: that that must be a reference to a specific time that Frodo looked at the moon mm-hmm. in the two towers, but it's already gone from my brain.
1: I think it was while they were in Ithilien. Like in the in the cavey bit? In the, or... in the not as secret secret place. Right. In the not as um, secret- Yeah, I think I think there was a time when they looked at the the moon setting behind the White Mountains that it was commented upon. Okay, cool. Because cool. Um, I think like, that's I'm when sure we talked about happened, Gondor but... with Faramir. I'm I'm sure it was in one of the Faramir chapters. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, I I, I remembered having this memory of it appearing mm-hmm. specifically, but I didn't want to bother looking it up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a mood.
1: Yeah. Uh. So Pippin wakes up the next time to hear Gandalf chatting with border control, asking the usual questions. You know. Um. Who are you? Where are you going? Do you have your return ticket yet? How do you know this person?
0: <laughs> what is this strange creature you were bringing yeah. with you?
1: Pretty much. Uh, who the hell is this uh, child? Gandalf is uncharacteristically nice since he thinks Pippin is sleeping. Uh, <laughs> I maintain that's the only reason. <laughs> Uh, See, I maintain that book
0: Gandalf likes Pippin just a little bit more than movie Gandalf.
1: Oh, absolutely. But he's still yeah. not usually this nice. Because, oh, well, well he, he goes on, right? So Border Control yeah, yeah, yeah. Guard Ingold says that they don't want strangers in the land unless they're mighty men of arms. And Gandalf replies... I will vouch for him before the seat of Denethor, and as for valor, that cannot be computed by stature. He has passed through more battles and perils than you have, Ingold, though you be twice his height, and he comes now from the storming of Isengard, of which we bear tidings, and great weariness is on him, or I would wake him. His name is Peregrine, a very valiant man. (laughs) Like, like that's not just saying, like, no, this dude is cool, he's with me. It's like, this dude's been in more battles than you. Yeah. Condor.
0: Um, <laughs> he it, was, stands. it was, it did seem strangely out of character for Kento mm-hmm. to be so very nice about anyone, really.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's true. It's, I mean, he thinks Pippin is sleeping. He wouldn't say it otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Which,
2: wow, sad Gandalf. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I can get
0: behind not wanting to actually compliment people to their face. Yes. It's awkward. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Uh, After Gandalf calls Pippin a very valiant man, Ingold scoffs at man, and the other men laugh. uh, And Pippin takes great affront because he is a hobbit, thank you very much, and not a man at all. Ingold asks, What is a hobbit? And Gandalf refers to them as halflings. And at this, all of the men make a face in reaction, and Gandalf points out that no, Pippin isn't that halfling.
0: And this is so odd to me because it means that everybody heard the dream. Prophecy poem thingy. Like did Boromir just run his fucking mouth? Because I don't think (laughs) Faramir would have. Yeah. Denethor doesn't seem the type to tell people things. It had to have been Boromir, right?
1: Obviously they published it in the tabloids. Right, of course. Right? TMZ got it. Fantasy TMZ. Sons
0: of the Steward having recurring dream. What is a halfling?
1: But seriously, this random border control guard, not even the named one, the random unnamed border <laughs> control guards know. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: it seems like a very easy way for information to get back to the um, enemy, the old eyeball in the sky.
1: Right? Like, there's so many parts. The, the halfling part of the rhyme is the least incriminating part. <laughs> yeah. Do these have, have they been going around like, do you know what a Silders bane is? Because you know who knows what a Silders bane is? Fucking Sauron. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, anyway, it's so weird. It's so weird. Anyway, they chat a bit more about the coming danger. It's far less important than the fact that they know this thing. Uh, and then Gandalf and Pippin ride on some more. Uh, After that, they've now crossed the wall that was built around the fields of the Pelennor, a.k.a. the land of farms and towns. We hear a whole bunch of geography, which I didn't really get because it's land. Yeah. Um, And we also hear that uh, most of the people don't actually live out in the townlands. Most live in the rings of Minas Tirith.
2: Which is like every country, everywhere. Pretty much.
1: Well, I would also
0: say that uh, Gondor in particular has been ravaged. Yeah, because it's right next mm-hmm. to Mordor, right? So as Sauron and the Orcs have grown in strength, because like Eithelien used to be completely part of Gondor, and Minas Morgul used to be Minas Ethel, and you know, so they were pretty much just like, yeah, I'm gonna live behind the walls. Actually, fuck this shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that
0: makes sense to me.
1: <laughs> right. It it's sort of an interesting look at the cultural vibes of Gondor, especially compared to you know we just came from the land of the horse swords who are just like, yup. Ride around everywhere. Yeah. So um, there are other places in Gondor where people live, and we hear about them. Uh, There are some people who are short and swarthy and partly descended from those original humans, you know, the lesser ones. Uh, Good times. And we also hear about Prince Imrahil in Dol Amrith by the Sea, and he is of high blood, which means, of course, he is tall and proud and with sea gray eyes. Obviously.
0: Obviously.
1: Uh yeah, uh at last they ride up to Minas Tirith, uh, which is built onto a foothill of Mount Mindoluin Uh As so they many ride names. In t- <laughs> so many names, I just think it's interesting that we always hear like Minas Tirith, but like it's it's that this mountain that has a name too, and I
2: didn't know, could that. not have
1: told you what it was. I
2: was like, huh, it's a nice name, yeah, good name for a mountain. It's a- <laughs>
1: solid. <laughs> uh, so as they ride into the city, um, the guards there yell. Essentially, Uh uh-oh, it's Gandalf, now we know shit's about to hit the fan. (laughs) Uh, They also say, surely that is one of the great steeds of the King of Rohan, which is so funny, because, (laughs) I mean, it it was. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. The the the
0: continuing story of Gandalf having stolen shadow facts is, like, my most favorite thing.
1: It's such a good thread. Uh, So Gandalf and Pippin ride up the city, through the rings, where... Each of the gates between the levels are in a different part of the circle, which is great for defense and terrible for moving people and goods around. <clears throat> yeah. um, so, so
0: I'd completely forgotten that this was like a very specific thing that the twisty, not the twisty, but like the back and forths that you got to do in the city. Switchbacks. They've basically, yeah, I was just going to say they've created their city in switchbacks, which, <laughs> man, that stinks. Yeah. But it's weird that I've forgotten it because they make such a point of it in the movie.
1: Mm -hmm. it's true when
0: he's galloping up
1: yep yeah um i will say actually we we hear a lot about Tirith and like i can say most of it can be summed up by look at a picture because people have done really good art and they actually did it pretty darn true to the description in the movie yeah a couple things they tweaked but you know for the general idea of it I will also say the description sounds very much like,
0: remember these things because maybe this city is about to be under siege.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. With that, where the gates are like. "Mm -hmm."
0: Yeah. Even if I didn't know where everything was going, I was like, ah, I see we're learning about the defenses. (laughs) Mm.
1: Though, to be fair, within like four pages, you'd be pretty much explicitly told. Yeah. Something's about to happen here. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, the, the one bit of the geography of Minas Tirith that interested me was uh, describing there's sort of a shoulder between the mountain and the hill on which Minas Tirith was built, uh, and it's where they keep the important dead bodies. Uh, it's <laughs> definitely super haunted. Well, one could only hope. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or they're setting it up for there to be an important scene there later.
1: What? I mean, what scene could that, that be? Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely haunted. <laughs> Definitely haunted. I mean, both both are very, you know, they don't have to exist separately.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Minas Tirith is pretty awe inspiring, but uh, Tolkien notes that it's basically half empty. So, you know, kind of a, a glimpse at how things are going in Gondor. Because they've they've taken the women and children out, right? Well, I think it's I think it's both. Yeah, they've taken the women and most of the children out, but I think also mm-hmm. just fewer people are living there than can
0: oh okay because yes. they
1: noted that like houses were empty too which you know unless there's had a lot of really awesome single ladies in Minas Tirith, in which case <laughs> i would like to move there yes. <laughs> um, yeah anyway everyone knows that women don't count as people oh right of course do you have this in the notes later that all the women and children have left because i just
0: wanted to say something about that but if it if you have it later um, when- i sort
1: of mention it later but you can go for it because we're just okay. Talking well, about I just because
0: when Baragon brings it up later, mm-hmm. he says that it's a really sad thing, and and you know talks about how everybody had to say goodbye, and that just really struck me as something that someone who lived through World War II and the you know sending people out of London and that sort of thing would would know. You know that mm-hmm. saying goodbye to half your family and that sort of thing really sucks, and you never knew if you were going to see them again.
1: Right. You're sending them off for their safety, but you don't know right. about yeah. yours and nowhere is really safe. And yeah. it sucks for them. And they didn't have cell phones. Even more, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Finding each other again later. Not quite yeah. so easy. Uh, we make it to the top. And um, did you want to know exactly what the guards were? No. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad, because Tolkien's going to give you an entire paragraph, so you don't want for a single detail. Um, my highlight was that the helms are actual Mithril, because they are hashtag extra. <laughs> it was a lot, an entire paragraph. Was- was so I'm shiny. sorry,
0: because is this just the guards of the tree? Well, yeah, the-
1: the- I mean, the guards at the the upper guard, so not just of the tree, but, you Right, know, okay, the- okay, okay, okay. Because I always thought steward. that they were
0: more ceremonial and therefore would have some special mithril shit going on, you know? Like um, like the hats that the people in red wear. Oh, fuck me. You know what I'm talking about in England. Like <laughs> oh, nobody Prince actually Lord. wants to wear those hats.
1: What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, the poofy black hats. Yeah, the poofy yeah. black hats. I mean, the thing like, is, like, mithril helmets are actually, like, good helmets, right? Yeah. Like, they're the best helmets. They're yeah. light. And strong and shiny. It's just oh, you know, not part of it. Vaguely absurd because we talked about how like you know, Frodo's shirt is worth more than the Shire. Yeah, oh, so yeah. No, it is how absurd. expensive it's is there, like, Arnie? Right here are just these guards in in these mithril hats. As you do. That's a good point. The city is anyway.
2: rich,
0: or it used to be, and it's got some relics.
1: Yeah, they are. They are noted as relics That's because true. we know They're everything. Probably wearing
2: the helmets of dead men. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, word has apparently reached the top that Gandalf and Pippin were coming, so they're prepared for these surprise visitors. And I really want to know how that message got sent. Like, why do we get an entire paragraph on these uniforms and not like, oh yeah, they have this elaborate system of messenger pigeons or something? Like, <laughs> I assume that's it was like Earthbender style. Well, that's it. I kept picturing um, the the Earthbender the slides. City. Yeah, in yeah. Boomy City, Boomy. That's yeah, correct. Sure. Can't tell you the name of the city, but I can tell you it's Bumies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, this is gonna
2: bother me because I do know the name of the city. Oh no.
1: Yeah. Well, just Google it, and we'll continue on. <laughs> um. Anyway, we get more details. Yada yada. There's a fountain. There's a dead tree. Um. <laughs> yada yada. Yada yada. Okay. We had to end this episode at some point. <laughs> I had to pick and choose my details.
0: I mean, the um, dead tree comes back into things. Right. The tree is it's, dead, that's important. Oh Moshu. Yes, it
1: is there, it's dead.
0: Um and, and Pippin recalls the poem, which I yes. didn't I don't have in front of me. Mm. Seven stars and seven something and one white yeah. tree. Yeah. Seven
1: stars and seven stones and one white tree. Which sounds like a counting book for children. It really does. <laughs> oh my gosh, is
2: there a Lord of the Rings counting book? Because there should be. There definitely you know, should be.
0: I remember what the seven stars are, but I forget what the seven stone. Oh, the fucking
2: plant. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs>
0: Look, the I only got there way, before
2: I finished the sentence, okay? The only way that could have been better is if it turned out they were like, it was the Silmarils and we forgot them again this time. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's the only way that could have been a better moment. God, yeah. yeah. We don't do a good thing... We don't do a good job keeping track of rocks, do we?
0: Nope.
1: Nope. There's so many of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, if if we're supposed to remember more, you know, magical trinkets, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We got too many. I mean, luckily for our counting book, we only have one ring that matters. (laughs) Anyway, um, so Gandalf warns Pippin to speak carefully around Denethor and not to talk about Aragorn because, you know, he probably coming to take the kingship. Uh, at which point, Pippin is shocked because he's been in his happy place and didn't figure out who <laughs> Aragorn is. And Gandalf's good opinion of him is lost again.
0: That was so good when Pippin was like, wait, what? What's wrong with Strider? And he's like, uh...
1: <laughs> where have you been, Pippin? What the fuck? Oh, Pippin. Uh, so in they go into a long haul with lots of statues of dead kings with a throne at the end. But Denethor is, of course, sitting in a random chair in front of the throne.
0: (laughs) He's in the mini throne.
1: (laughs) Uh, Denethor begins to- How many times,
0: I'm sorry, how many times do you think he's like sent all the guards out of the room and just climbed those fucking stairs and sat in the throne? (laughs)
1: Like once Uh, a week. Yeah, Yeah. at least. (laughs) Um, Denethor begins to lament Boromir of whose death he has seen. Uh, he wishes that Faramir had gone to Gryffindal instead, uh, suggesting something I'm pretty sure we have had a conversation about, how different <laughs> the story would be if Faramir had gone. Yeah. Ugh, could have been so
0: good. Maybe he wouldn't have blabbed his mouth on the way out the city, <laughs> and all the guards would know what was going on.
1: Uh, yeah. So to be fair, if Faramir had gone, Aragorn would have been like, oh, cool, this guy in charge of, of Gondor... Great, I'll go back to uh, ranger That's true. Yeah. Yeah, so Denethor heard Boromir's horn blowing 13 days ago, and then the broken horn washed down the river. Pippin does the math, and yep, that checks out. Uh, What a fortnight. Which, can I just say,
2: It's I don't remember it being this way in the movies, and the movies are like, it's been so long since I've read these books, the movies are how I relate to everything. But the fact he heard his brother's horn blowing...
1: His son. I mean, yes, thank you. Heard the horn blowing? It's like, what? What? Well, I mean, we've already established that, like, Faramir has had visions, right? Like, this is is the telling of the reader that, like, Denethor also has the second sight or hearing, you know. (laughs) I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, they do go
0: on in this chapter to talk about how Denethor does have some, like, second sight type thing, and sometimes will just sit in his chair looking... Like trying to see things far away, which mm-hmm. like how maybe creepy. he, maybe he is a palantir himself. <laughs> Obviously, I don't actually believe
1: that. Carry on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Pippin tells of how valiantly Boromir fought, and then offers his service to Denethor. Uh, Denethor asks to see idiot. Pippin's sword. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of I liked how it was done in the book. It didn't. It didn't seem quite so much like. Let me offer my life in exchange for your sons.
0: Um, and Gandalf wasn't rolling his eyes in the background.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Denethor asks to see Pippin's sword, and he can tell that it's very, very old. And Pippin says that it came from the Barrow Downs. And Nenethor is intrigued that, you know, all these tales have woven themselves around Pippin, which I found a really interesting way of describing these entire books. Mm-hmm. Right, how the stories of the world have just sort of woven in these four hobbits, and I also like that it shows Denethor taking on Pippin because he's intrigued by him. Yeah, right? there's there's a definite level of of interest there, and it's not just like petty revenge. He's greedy.
2: Yeah, you're right, and that is a beautiful way to think about these books.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's cool. So Denethor has food brought and asks Pippin to tell the full tale of Boromir. Uh, Pippin then has his own mini spiritual moment where he sees Denethor and Gandalf looking at each other and sort of senses the power between them, uh, with Gandalf's much older and more powerful. And for the first time, Pippin wonders how old Gandalf is. Really? This is the first time? Well, he actually remarks on how <laughs> s- himself how strange it is that he's never wondered. And he but, also sort of thinks like, what is Gandalf? Like, yeah. People
0: talk about wizards. Is Gandalf a wizard?
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I oh, think Pippin. he might be. Uh um, I love Pippin. He's great. Um anyway, Pippin. Gandalf is basically as old as the universe, so you know, that's how old. Um
0: but, uh, uh, well, arguably the body, the persona that he is right now is only like three thousand.
1: Um On- Well, only. arguably the body, the persona that he's in is only like five days old.
0: <laughs> oh, fair. Yep. <laughs> um so, well, more like 13, as we just established.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> right after I said that, I was like, wait, we can actually do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at last, the chatting hour is up, and Gandalf calls out Denethor on keeping Pippin talking to avoid listening to Gandalf. Uh, Denethor comments that he's the Lord of Gondor, and decisions are his, and he doesn't want Gandalf's meddling. Wow. Insecure much? Yeah. Uh, and then he gives us great foreshadowing, saying that role is his unless the king should come again. <laughs> you guys, I think the title of this book might be The Return of the King. What? I actually really like
0: this bit because it's Denethor that says that, not Gandalf. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and definitely.
0: I I enjoy seeing how much they, like, eviled him up a bit in the movies.
2: Well, mm-hmm. and they made him considerably less competent in the movies. Mm-hmm. Like here, yeah. he is... Considerably more awareness, and I did.
0: I honestly got the idea that this was a little less petty and a little bit more like showing Gandalf that he that Denethor knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Like you know what I mean? I don't know. it, It didn't feel as petty as as some of the things in the movie did to me.
1: Right, and and in all fairness, we need to remember that like his family has been ruling for like a thousand years.
2: Yeah. Which how does um, that monarchy still stand? Anyway. Yeah. Well
1: different question. I mean, not a monarchy. How does <laughs> <Just> that stewardry? <laughs> <laughs> um, but also we're told that there's literal blood better blood. So let's not get into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, so you know, we know that Aragorn's coming, but he may have some idea of it because second sight, but you know, it's not really a sure thing where he's at right now, and so he's just sort of asserting his power, such as it is in this moment. But anyway, um, Gandalf's response is basically, bitch please, I'm a steward of the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm worried about more than just Minas thank you very much. Uh, and then he walks out dramatically. Pippin is worried Gandalf is mad at him, but Gandalf is actually proud of Pippin for doing his best when stuck between two terrible old men like that. Oh, Pippin. oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, Gandalf also makes an interesting comment that for Denethor um, by some chance the blood of Westerness runs nearly true in him as it does in his other son Faramir and yet did not in Boromir whom he loved best. Uh, And this is mentioned in terms of his ability to see things that are not you know directly in front of him. Mm -hmm. But I just sort of found this very fascinating because it's very much magical genetics. Yeah it's weird. Like the the it's the same blood. So And but also like like well
0: okay, well we mm. haven't met him yet. But Imrahil is de- is described as being all, you know, tall and proud and, you know, of the old blood as it were.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so You guys I see so that would out. imply that would imply that Boromir and Faramir's mother was also mm-hmm. being Imrahil's sister. So where did Boromir go wrong?
1: Yeah. Um that's obviously uh, Boromir was a bastard.
0: Ah, uh, yes. But then why would... Oh, no, no, no. I would think... Oh, no, no. But then why did, did Denethor love him most?
2: Well, maybe he doesn't or know. Best. <sighs> mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I guess. You know, some people don't know when they've been cuckolded. Maybe, maybe he was secretly jealous of the quietness inside Boromir's brain. Like, Tolkien <laughs> is
0: rolling over in his grave and us describing Boromir as a bastard, but... <laughs> I'm I'm fine with it. It's cool. Yeah. Let's go. Let's carry on.
1: Why not? Um. Anyway, Gandalf leaves Pippin alone in the house that's been given to them. And Pippin's soon visited by a man named Baragond. Uh, Baragond has been sent to teach Pippin the guard passwords and also to answer any questions. Uh, Pippin's first question is one which I'm always asking after a long trip, which is, where can I get a beer? Yeah.
0: It's- okay. So this whole password thing is hilarious to me. And logically, I understand that there are some humans out there on Sauron's side, but what my brain kept picturing was an orc walking up to the front door of Minas Tirith and then being like, you got the password? (laughs) No? Go away then.
1: And I mean, I was going to say it's probably even more like just keep ordinary Minas Tirith citizens out of places they shouldn't be, but... I
0: guess, but I was still just like... But there's there's like different
1: passwords at the different gates
0: and everything.
1: Yeah, so, so you can control the level of access there's a caste that people have.
2: System for you.
1: It's oh, like geez, having a little. That's
0: disgusting.
1: I, I was thinking like a tap card in a building, but you know.
0: But like uh, people, there's homes
1: on every level. What
0: if you've got a friend, like, and you you don't have you friends. can't go see them? That's unless... not how casts work.
1: <laughs> oh, I also think sad. some some require passwords, other than others, but. Anyway, I I like picturing it um, because it's always it's hyphenated passwords. But I like picturing. I've forgotten the password. Can I tell you my mother's maiden name instead? (laughs) What about the the street I grew up on? Um, Do they even
0: name their streets there? Is it just like Third Ring on the left?
1: Probably turn left at the barking dog. Yeah, Uh, that's the name of my favorite inn, by the way. The like the barking dog. No, (laughs) but it would be a good fantasy inn name. Mm-hmm. hmm uh, so anyway, Barragond uh, asks if Pippin has not eaten yet today. And Pippin mentions that he did eat at the Citadel, but was grilled for an hour, and that's hard work. Uh, <laughs> Barragond laughs, but is delightfully well humored and agrees that it is hard work and that they should go walk for a bit and find some food. it's that's like the moment I knew instantly, like, I like this guy. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's probably gonna die, isn't he?
0: I also I I genuinely don't remember. I also really like, I hope not, because we get to know his kid really well, and that would just be tragic. Right. Um, I, I liked that Pippin was kind of like, uh, politeness says I have to say, yes, I have already eaten. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you could really tell he wanted to lie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they go visit Shadowfax in the stable, then head off for some food, um, which, poor Shadowfax, he has to be. You know, stapled. I feel like
0: Pippin and Shadowfax are my new, like, BFF favorite. Mm-hmm. I love them.
1: Yeah. Um, the little hobbit and the big horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, um, after getting some food, they look out from the city, and Faragon uh, describes the landscape to both Pippin and us. There's a lot going on. Again, we're going to have a battle here, but... I, that's just, there's some land, there's some stuff. (laughs) It's there. (laughs) Setting the stage. Yep. Uh, Pippin notices something in the middle of the river, and Baragond tells about Osgiliath, which was lost long ago, retaken when Denethor was young, and then taken again by the Black Riders. Pippin looks over at the gloom of Mordor, which he gets the sense is growing. Faragond comments on how they've always lived in the shadow of Minas Tirith, watching it wax and wane, And and it sounds like a really depressing way to live. In the shadow of Mordor? Yeah. You said Minas Tirith. Oh, crap. In fact, your notes say the shadow of Minas Tirith. (laughs) Look, okay. I'm amazed I never managed to write that Denethor was Boromir. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so living in the shadow of Mordor and just like watching it wax and wane. Yeah. You know, like just never knowing every time it. Starts growing a little bit more, not knowing if this is the time. Yeah. So, Baragond tells Pippin how they can tell that the main onslaught is coming, and uh, he gets to give Gandalf's line from the movie, which is one of my most quoted lines. "Uh, It is but the deep breath before the plunge. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It's good. It's real good. Uh, Pippin wonders. Yep. Pippin wonders why the beacons were lit, and Baragon is like, well, you have to call for aid before the battle starts. <laughs> Fair. Um, but he also tells of a fleet of corsairs from the south. Uh, so as Baragon and Pippin are looking out toward Mordor, a shadow falls momentarily across the sun. It's very spooky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's super ominous. Um, they talk a while more until noon, and they go have lunch with Barragun's company, uh, the third company. It's important to know. Uh, rumors of Pippin have already spread, so he's basically a celebrity. There are tales going around that a prince of the halflings had come out of the north to offer allegiance to Gondor and 5,000 swords. Uh, the first part is actually true-ish. Yeah, I <laughs> um, love it. It's great. <laughs> But the second part is a super amazing, hilarious mental image, because mm-hmm, I immediately mm-hmm. imagined 5,000 angry Lobelias riding into <laughs> battle. <laughs> uh. Just, like, hitting people with spoons. <laughs> like, I uh. would run the opposite way. Yeah, because <laughs> she's yeah. terrified. <laughs> no. <laughs> we didn't bring 5,000 swords, but we brought 5,000 ladles. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Baragand, uh now has to go actually do work. So sad, lame. Uh, but he tells Pippin to go find his son, who will play tour guide. Uh, Pippin don't finds Pippin. Burg- <laughs> Um Pippin finds Virgil. No. Virgil. Bur- just- well, whichever. Yeah, I'm just thinking with like Tolkien's hard things, but Virgil just sounds better. Yeah. Um, Virgil. Uh, and they have some banter about age and height. That's delightful. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Virgil is indeed delighted to play guide, and especially glad to hear that he's. Not being sent away from the city by his father, Virgil takes Pippin down to the gate to watch the captains of the Outlands ride in. Uh, Pippin is Virgil's hero, uh, even without five thousand Hobbit Lobelia Army people. Uh, <laughs> since <laughs> that Pippin has the password to go through the great gate, so they can get a closer view. Uh, men, this is what I'm saying,
0: this is the <laughs> this is the front door to the city, and you need a password to go through. Like you think. Oh, you're in Gondor armor. Come on in. You're not in Gondor armor. Stay the fuck out there.
2: (laughs) But what if you killed a Gondor knight and then you put on his armor?
0: I mean, but the same thing. You could capture a Gondor knight and get the password out of him. Torture is
1: a thing that exists. Yeah. Let's not think too hard about it. We're going to run ourselves into the ground. (laughs) I will say, though, it, it was also noted that Gandalf had the password to go into Gondor in the first place, so... Like, I wonder I just- if they
0: yeah. change their passwords or not. Right. Like, if
1: it's just been the same password
0: for the past 1,000 years. Yeah.
1: It's, it's an old password, but it checks out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now I'm thinking of all the hilarious encounters that could happen <laughs> with the wizards going about. <laughs> but anyway, um, men start arriving, beginning with Forlong the Fat, because, you know, it's been a while since we had some fat shaming. Mhm mhm uh, with him came 200 men which is less than they had hoped for and at this point we get a whole laundry list of places and people and counts of men i thought about writing them all down but really no one cares except for the last one who is prince imrahil denethor's kinsman with a company of knights and 700 men all tall gray-haired or er, <laughs> no <nope. laughs> all all real old <laughs> 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 they're all tall gray eyed dark haired and singing cause why cause not cause it's lord of the rings um you know what I picture them singing a mm. girl worth fighting for <laughs> oh of course yes <laughs> um yeah not? Uh, so the total uh of all of these men who arrive is less than 3,000 and this is all they're expecting so that's kind of good thing they lit the beacons a little bit depressing, and yeah, goes to show exactly where they're at, um, even in a very defensible city. Well, it's not very many. Uh, so Pippin and Virgil head back into the city, and Virgil is sad that there's a war coming because uh, he and Pippin could have had a bunch of merry times together, going out into the country, all that fun stuff.
0: Um, I just, I really love that Pippin gets along so well with this 10-year-old kid.
1: Right. I mean, it, it's, it sounds it's, about right. It's great. <laughs> yeah uh so pippin heads back up all the levels all of them Ugh. uh he grabs some food and goes back to his house pippin falls asleep but is awoken by gandalf returning uh, gandalf mutters when will, when will faramir return which is a whole mood <laughs> uh, i too would like faramir to return me too <laughs> my favorite human he's so good Uh, yeah, Pippin greets Gandalf and comments on how it was a really long day. Gandalf agrees that it was, but the night will be too short. Uh, he'll bring Pippin back to Denethor at sunrise. Uh, no, he corrects himself when the summons comes. Gandalf ends this chapter on a nice ominous note. The darkness has begun. There will be no dawn. That
0: whole last paragraph was my favorite part of this chapter. Like, there was a lot of good stuff in this chapter, but I loved that last paragraph. And then it ending on that line.
2: So good. Yeah. I mean, yep. it's just the perfect tone for this book.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even and we'll- I, I'm continually impressed about how this chapter is literally sometimes just a list of names and places, <laughs> but I still really enjoyed it.
1: Oh yeah. It's, it's a really good chapter. It's just not one that you want to talk about most of it on a podcast. Yeah. Um, well, and I'm thinking back to the beginning of two towers when, it was the second chapter, we actually said, felt more like the opening, right? Because mm-hmm. the first one is like Boromir dies and stuff. And then You're the right, second yes. one is, you know, them riding through Rohan and meeting Amr and and yes. getting all that going. And this feels a lot the same way, right? They start out on the journey and they get there and it sets us up. And then it ends with this, you know. Ominous. Like, Ominous. There will be no dawn. Yeah. And hell? it's like,
0: spoilers well not tomorrow not the next day <laughs> yeah,
1: not the next day um and not just because you know it's snowing <laughs> um but yeah it, i mean it just sort of sets up for yeah this is it we had the the whole other battle in the last book and we had frodo getting himself to mordor now we're we're in the end game now <laughs> <laughs> let's add in
0: just one more pop culture reference before we finish this off. just it just happened yeah uh, did you guys have any favorite lines? Mine was that last paragraph. There will be no dawn. That was
1: fabulous. I just, uh, I loved the whole conversation. Sorry, go ahead, Emmy. No, no, you go. I've, I've talked for this entire the chapter. Thing. When I was trying to get back to, uh, I just loved how this random guardsman had like so many epic lines. Yeah, the
0: random guardsman having all the good lines was good.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously the deep breath before the plunge and I, I feel really... like he had another one. Was oh, it the here? The, like here the, will the what, hmm? oh here will the hammer stroke <laughs> fall hardest?
0: Right. Did somebody have from the movie Gandalf's line about how like the the board is set, the pieces are moving? I don't remember because um, that's from that same conversation in the movie that mm-hmm.
1: most
2: of Baragon's lines <laughs> ended up in Gandalf's mouth. I, I don't think, remember.
1: Did I think there was a hang on? Let me go. I mean, um, it's not that important.
2: I just quite frankly really loved Baragon, who I forgot existed in his entirety. Um, hmm. First off, because, you know, they're, like, going on a picnic. But, uh, which is really all Pippin's ever wanted in life. I just, he's, I I like that he's grounded. I like that he speaks to Pippin, like, on the same level. And, you know, he does really have the best lines in this entire chapter. Sorry, Gandalf, but uh, it's true. I like how Mm -hmm. he sort of breaks up the constant tourism that we experience.
0: Yeah, and I guess it does the one thing that the movies kind of failed at which is that it makes you care about the people in the city that are mm-hmm. all about to die, possibly. Yeah. You know, like we yeah. didn't, like the movie, not that that's necessarily a failing, we just didn't have time for that in the movies, but it, it gives you a connection to the people living in, in Minas Tirith and even on the Outer Lands uh, in Gondor, just because even just, uh, uh, you know, Burgle's saying, Burgle, Virgil, whatever, you know, that people were sent out, like the, the women and children, like they're still within mm. Gondor somewhere. So it, it gives you a connection to the people and a reason to want them to win the war besides besides it just being like a story with good guys and bad guys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean in in cinema period you have the ability to just be like, People live in this city, stakes are high, look at all of these people. And in in a book when you're like, People live in this city, it's like, Oh great, but you can't picture them the same way. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I, I loved all the random bits when, you know, uh, Baragon's taking Pippin for food both times, you know, he goes into the storeroom and is like, hey, this person who's there right then, and, you know, they go have a meal with, you know, all the, the people of the company, and, mm-hmm. you know, even though they don't all get names, they're all very real and, you know, enjoying meeting Pippin, and, you know, the rumors that have sprung up. Um, oh, there's there's this whole great bit, right, where Pippin is, um, I say this is one of my favorite lines of, Where Pippin's walking down to find Mm Gurglebergil. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I sincerely hope someone tells us how it is. I could look up my pronunciations, but um, that he's hearing, you know, like, people are greeting him nicely, and then he's hearing, like, the whispers behind him, like... Right, yes. Hey, look, it's the, you know, the Hobbit Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But here's so... But Here, okay, I was just going to read the whole paragraph real quick. Great. Um, to his face, men were gravely courteous, saluting him after the manner of Gondor with bowed head and hands upon the breast. But behind him he heard many calls as those out of doors uh, cried for others within to come and see the prince of the halflings, the companion of Mithrandir. Many used some other tongue than the common speech, but it was not long before he learned at, at least what was meant by "Ernil E. Farianath and knew that okay. his title had gone before him, down before him into the city. Like he hears it so much that he learns, <laughs> you know, how to say it in Sindarin.
2: Sindarin, yes.
1: Um, I'm amazed I pulled Sindarin out of my hat.
2: That's you're doing great.
0: <laughs> I also, I, I just thought I'm pretty sure it is Gadoff who has the who has at least something similar to the the board set the pieces are moving because then he says something like you know the one piece he'd like to find is Faramir mm-hmm. or something think, to that effect. He
1: said something about pawns. I was trying to find it, but right, yeah, the pawns. Yes. Anyway. Although I think that was referring to Pippin. Pippin's the pawn. (laughs) Yeah. And Pippin was like, I'll show him pawn later. Yeah. All right. So that is that for this chapter.
0: Join us next time for book five, chapter two. Oh my God. Minas Tirith is so fucking long. Uh, (laughs) The Passing of the Gray Company, which, oh, I'm excited for that one. Yes, if you would like to contact us and tell us how to pronounce Burgle Burgel, uh <laughs> please do so. You can on Twitter at to read Tolkien. you can email us at want to read Tolkien at gmail.com. We have an Instagram.
1: We don't use it that much. It's so you want to read Tolkien. It's the only it's place. So you it's want the to read Tolkien. Name.
0: Yep. And if you would like to support our show, you can do so by finding us on Patreon at patreon.com slash so you want to read Tolkien, where I did put up some outtakes from last week's drunk episode although most of that episode was one big outtake so i mean it's not (laughs) yike the 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 things i took out aren't that different they were just a little off topic
1: (laughs) that was that was a
2: whole time i can't believe we tried to do math
1: that was amazing that was the most competent (laughs) part of it
0: (laughs) anyways We'll, uh, so, and if you want to, you know, leave us a rating review on iTunes, we do appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time for the passing of the great company.
1: I've been Caitlin. I've been Rachel. I've been Emmy. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
0: I always go up like five octaves on my bye-byes. <sighs>